Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. With gasoline averaging more than $4 a gallon nationwide, a lot of car buyers out there might be wondering, where can I get a car with better gas mileage? Well, the Biden administration's latest rule might give you something to consider. Cars and light-duty trucks will have to become a lot more fuel-efficient by 2026, according to a new rule from the Transportation Department. That rule comes as the White House has scrambled to address soaring gasoline prices and represents a shift from Trump-era and Obama-era regulations. So today, Politico's Alex Guillen breaks down the details in this latest rule and what it means for Biden's climate ambitions. It's Monday, April 4th. So the rule that came out on Friday is a new set of fuel economy standards for model year 2024 to 2026 vehicles, light-duty vehicles. So this is passenger cars and some of your lighter pickup trucks. It involves somewhat substantial increases over each year, an 8% improvement on fuel economy for the first couple of years and a 10% on the last year, with the idea that the fleet will average 49 miles per gallon in model year 2026. In real-world terms, that boils down to more like 40 miles per gallon, but it does indicate a pretty big increase, particularly compared to the much smaller increases that were required under the previous Trump administration rule for those years. Yeah, and how does this final rule compare to Biden's original proposal? You know, everyone who listens is probably familiar. There's a process that has to be undertaken, and this does look more aggressive, doesn't it? How did that happen? It's very slightly more aggressive. They had originally in the proposal last year required 8% gains for each year, got them from 48 miles to 49 miles per gallon on that last year. But these sort of things tend to compound over the many decades that these vehicles will remain on the road. And then, of course, they will use these numbers to build off future regulations. So in a couple of years, we'll have additional regulations for 2027 vehicles and, and so on. So It will compound over time, but the tweak from the proposal was relatively modest. Gotcha. And, you know, as you write, I mean, this is quite the U-turn from Trump era regulations. And you kind of just hinted at that as well. I mean, how big of a jump would this be? I mean, obviously, the goals were much different with what Biden is trying to do, how this fits into his broader climate, clean energy agenda, right? Yeah. So it differs from the Trump administration in that the agencies have now returned to a much more aggressive requirement of gains in the coming years. The Trump administration went and either rolled back or issued new rules for these years that only required around 1.5% annual improvement, which is so low that many critics actually said that's less than what automakers would do just naturally as technologies improve. DOT said this is basically the most aggressive option they looked at that is still feasible. And so they went with a rule that is significantly more stringent than what Trump had done. And obviously, we're in a very interesting moment right now. And this rule was going through the process long before Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the skyrocketing gasoline prices we've seen. But do we have any indication how the current moment, how the war, how high gasoline prices have informed the administration's thinking on finalizing this rule? Yeah. So this rule had been in the works for quite a while before the Russian invasion of Ukraine and 
the subsequent shocks in the global oil market that have led to a real increase in, in gasoline prices. So, you know, in the short term, it makes this kind of rule look a lot more attractive. But of course, long-term gas prices are pretty hard to predict. So a lot of the calculations the DOT did on this were, they said, even with lower gasoline prices, it still makes sense to make these improvements. It still represents lifetime savings when you compare fuel costs to additional upfront costs that come with this rule. And then especially once you factor in the climate benefits that come with reduced fuel use. Certainly, we we saw the administration playing up the idea that this rule is sort of a little bit part of its response to gas prices. And to a certain extent, that's true. But of course, this was all happening anyway. And this is very much a long-term issue. While the recent market turmoil, it sort of remains to be seen how that will play out, how long it will take to for things to change, etc. Interesting. And then just more broadly, zooming back, how does this rule and what the administration is trying to do in, in the transportation sector, which we know is the highest greenhouse gas emitting sector. How do you think this fits into what they're trying to do broadly? I think broadly on the climate agenda, this is a key area to watch out for. Like you mentioned, transportation is the number one source of greenhouse gases in the U.S. And it's only continuing to grow as more and more cars hit the road. So getting more aggressive on these rules, and especially if it'll drive people to consider electric options, We've seen just in the last year or so a slow but steady increase in the share of electric vehicles being sold. So if that trend continues, it could lead to some interesting things. In the transportation space, of course, Biden has set a goal of 50% electric vehicle sales. By the end of the decade, we're at around 4 to 5% right now. So that'll require a pretty significant increase. But rules like this, uh, rules like the EPA, greenhouse gas rule, and of course, whatever they do for 2027 through 2030 model years, all going to be a key part of moving people toward cleaner cars. Also, the Environmental Protection Agency said that it will stick with a Trump-era decision not to regulate perchlorate, a chemical compound in drinking water. Perchlorate has contaminated drinking water for millions of Americans and is connected to developmental issues in fetuses and children. Back in 2020, the Trump administration's EPA opted not to regulate perchlorate, and when Biden took office, his administration launched a review of that decision. With that review being over and Biden's EPA deciding not to regulate the compound, many environmental groups who have long sought federal standards were angered. That decision could also face legal action from the National Resources Defense Council, which originally sued the Trump administration's EPA over its decision. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.